0: Hey we go. Welcome back to Nothing to Say, the Fans podcast. We hope you all enjoyed the last episode. We hope you enjoyed your week. This episode is going to be full of NBA and NFL talk. I had mentioned in the previous episode that we were going to try our best to alternate between NBA, and NFL, uh, starting with and finishing with. So, We were very heavy on the NFL, and we are going to talk a lot about the NFL, but we are going to start off with the NBA, and we are going to talk about at least for a little bit. We got to give credit to our hometown team, the Sacramento Kings. So we'll roll the intro for Keeping Up with the Kings. All right, so our Sacramento Kings, we will get to the other parts of the NBA, from promise, but we will start with the Sacramento Kings. They are currently 6-6, six and six sitting at the ninth seed in the Western Conference. So if the playoffs started today, which really, as a fan, I think is what you were hoping for, um, at least going into the season, uh, but at least so far they are looking like a team that very much could compete for like a bottom end playoff spot, maybe around uh, eight or seven. But I think they're at least so far through 12 games, proving to be a team that definitely should be in the plan at minimum.
1: Yeah. Without the, the level that they're playing with, uh, I think going into this year, you would have thought that they would have had a, a little more depth, but Fox and Sabonis have picked it up. Malik Monk has played outstanding. Uh, Keegan Murray, Probably 75% of the games that he's played has been as advertised, probably more, more than advertised. Um, Monk has been playing well. I think I already said that. Herder has been shooting the lights out, right? I think he's only had a couple games where he's been pretty ineffective. But other than that, he's been a top, top shooter in this league. Uh, I think you just got to be happy in the defense. You can see the effort. Oh, yeah throughout, right? Monk is getting into it. Fox, I think, has taken that next step as a primary on-ball defender. Uh, Harrison Barnes, savvy. Sabonis, a little worried that he's kind of undersized at the five and he gets that rebounded, but he kind of shut that criticism up last game against Golden State. But, but, so worries. I think... I'll
0: pull it up right now. 22 I rebounds. If,
1: with recency bias put aside, right? I think this team has enough to hopefully make it through the plus. I think it's, it's different is the best thing you could say. This team seems a little different than the last 16 years.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest difference, you got to give credit to Mike Brown. I think he's come in and they've really responded to him. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I mean, we were talking about this with Ben the other night, who, if you've listened to this show over the course of the years, you know who Ben is. Um, He's uh, one of our closest friends and is an absolute crazy Kings fan uh, like Sam and I. And, you know, we were talking to him the other night and I, I texted you guys and I said, I think the thing right now that is so fun for me as a fan is I genuinely go into each game, not only thinking that they have a chance to win, but I'm like excited to watch them play. And part of that is because of how hard they've been playing on the defensive end. And I'm, I've always been biased towards defensive players and defensive teams. I mean, I played basketball for 17 years and defense was my favorite part of the game. I I loved Playing defense, and it, there's nothing more fun to me than watching a guy just go berserk on the defensive end and take on uh, the best player and win. It, it's such a good feeling as a player, and it's fun to watch. And when you see Fox picking up full court, or Mitchell—I mean, Mitchell is a perfect example. I feel like he never gets beat, um, and just like it's infectious. Like people feed off of it, and then it just leads to transition offense and everybody just the energy of the game starts to pick up when you play hard on the defensive end. And that for me has been the biggest difference for them is their defensive intensity has just seen for whatever reason. I mean, it just seems to have made them even smarter on the offensive end as well.
1: Yeah. Their game is a game of possessions, right? And they steal possessions when Fox turns a opponent scored basket into a fast break, right? With four dribbles down the court, he's already in the lane scoring, right? He steals those possessions away. If you get stops, then the Kings are a hard team to corral really because you can't stop that speed. Uh, The only thing is you hope that they're unfocused coming into the night and they're not hitting shots like the in the Lakers game, right? Where they gave the Lakers that chance because they weren't hitting anything.
0: Oh God, that was such a bad uh, And the Lakers
1: played out of their minds from a supporting cast role. Westbrook was hitting threes. Lonnie Walker was playing really well. Uh, Reeves was playing super well. Anthony Davis was a monster. Uh, but the Kings should have handled that team regardless if they don't go two of 13 in the first quarter, right? And just giving possessions away. So I think that's a, the thing with this team. If they can. Turn teams over, steal possessions, getting rebounds. They're an efficient offensive unit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, I mean, they are five options deep, five reliable options deep. Especially when Fox is on the court. When he's off, mm-hmm. it's a little, it's a little hit or miss. But when he is on the court and Monk is on the court, that energy is there, and they're an efficient offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel good with, I mean, with their starting five with Murray, Barnes, Sabonis, Fox, and Hunter. I feel good about. Any five of them taking a shot, even if it's an important possession. All five of them, I have confidence in them taking and making a shot. And Malik Monk has been a revelation on this team. He has been as important to the team as anybody else. Um, and Terrence Davis always comes in and gives you yeah. good minutes. Davion Mitchell, even if he's not scoring 100 points a game, he comes in and he'll just give you – and just immediate defensive advantage on whoever he's guarding, regardless. Um, He, and he's a good shooter too. Like he'll knock down some threes. He's been shooting Um, a
1: lot better as of late. The last four games he's finally hitting threes. Um, It's weird. You'll never see a game really where Davis and Mitchell will both be hitting shots. It's kind of weird. It's either one or the other. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of the key for this team because they hit lulls when Fox is out and they're kind of running the offense through Sabonis. But if no one's hitting shots, the paint just – everyone just goes right into the paint, and Sabonis can't do anything.
0: I think that's also the biggest difference for them is when Fox went out of the game in previous seasons, you were just like, oh, my God, we just got to survive until he comes back.
1: Hope Buddy hits a three and doesn't turn the ball over. Doesn't turn off his
0: foot. Oh, (laughs) man, I hope. (laughs) Yeah, and now when he goes out, it's like, you know what? they can, they can hold this lead that they have and they can even extend it. Like um, I, I do feel like that is one of the biggest differences with this team is even when he goes out, I don't have any less faith that the team won't be able to at least play whoever they're playing against, even until he comes into the game and then can close it out. And he has been, he's been on an absolute tear at the beginning of this season, especially in the clutch um, I think he's the top-rated, like, clutch performer through the first 12 games of the NBA season. Yeah, did um, it
1: again, again yesterday against Golden mm-hmm, State. Mm-hmm. Which I don't see how he can't get those mid-range shots whenever he wants. Yeah. But apparently just in the last three minutes, he is money with those <laughs> yeah. fadeaway jumpers.
0: At, I mean, at this point in time, he's got to be. And obviously, there's 82 games. There's a lot of games left to be played, so I don't want to say. Um, he's an all. He's a
1: first-team All NBA player.
0: I mean, at the moment, he's <laughs> he's at least he's at least an All Star. He's at least an All Star right now. Um, I think that's safe. I, I think he would have been All Star last
1: year. I think there's years past where he should have been an All Star and the team was just bad.
0: I do. I do remember last season, at least in particular, there were at least circulating through social media a lot of people who were saying that Bugs Bugs. <laughs> 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 i combined <laughs> i combined fox and snub and got bugs <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous um, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, bleepa. Had, holy cow right <laughs> um how would you even spell that f-u-g-g-i-n-g yeah, i think so um i uh i think there were people who were calling for him saying that he got snubbed last season and i, I mean there were a lot of good, <laughs> valid all-star uh, ballot players last season, so snubbed or not. This season right now, I don't think it's a question. I think he deserves a spot on the all-star team, at least as of right now.
1: Yeah, and I'd even give him the edge over Desmond Bain. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but what Shea is doing is pretty incredible. If a guy's mm-hmm. averaging 30 points, I mean, he should nick it in, but just the impact that Fox is having this year. Yeah, Sabonis is playing well, but they are so limited when Fox is out, even when Sabonis... And I I don't want Mike Brown to get in the habit of, okay, well, I got to keep at least Fox or Sabonis in, right? He's got to have some sort of other playmaker that Sabonis can work off of, because if you're running that offense through it, they just get so stagnant.
0: Well, right now but it's the- been mocked. Right.
1: Yeah. And I love it because he just brings that energy. Like he is playing Mm -hmm. like Kentucky monk.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't remember him having as big of an impact on another team that he is right now. Obviously I didn't, I didn't really follow him before he got to the Kings, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't remember seeing a bunch of stuff about Malik monk in other places. And now, at least with this team, it, I mean, say it's the coach, say it's the fact that he's playing with Fox, I don't know, but he has, like I said, he has been as important to the team as anybody else on this team, minus absent of Fox, I would say he's two or three um, in terms of importance. Yeah,
1: you know what I'd love to talk about is the impact that Mike Brown has had on this oh, yeah. team, because I think this team, you always hear it, right, giving up a, a good shot for a great shot, right? But this team, I think, is just so quick, right? And I think that's – it comes with having guys that have been in the league for a long time that are smart players, right? Like, I think Kevin Herter was such a huge pickup. Yeah, that was – Like, he is locked down in the two-guard spot the rest of the year with his – yeah, he makes some dumb passes, like some alley-oops that he should be trying, right? But the dude is just playing – he's not playing scared. He's pulling – he's catching, going around the screen, catching the ball, doing his J.J. Redick thing, and putting that mm-hmm. thing in, right? Mm-hmm. And He's got to play with confidence, and he's
0: such a smart player on the offensive side of the ball. And look, he's not the greatest defender of all time, but he can hold his own. There was a possession the other night against the Warriors where I think he was guarding – I it was either Steph, and it's a big difference in player, but um, – <laughs> It, it just in terms of size it was either Steph or Wiggins I can't remember who it was but mm. they went right at Herter because there was a mismatch and either way that's going to be a mismatch regardless Herter's going to be yeah. the mismatch for probably a lot of teams um but god he played that it was just it was one possession and I know I'm isolating one play but that to me was like I was like The biggest difference for me is I was like, that was something that I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but that was something Buddy didn't do for the Kings was win those one-on-one defensive possessions. And Herder doesn't have to win all of them, but if he wins half of them, then that's fine because he's not out there to lock down, you know, the two guard against the other team. He's out there to do what he's been doing, which is shoot well. And if he can give you, some good defensive possessions, individual defensive possessions. And that's just a bonus. And the other thing too, I was just looking at um, the the stats through the last couple games. And you had mentioned passing up a good shot for a great shot. The Kings have had like 25, 27, 30, 30. And I'm talking about assists in these games. Like they are getting a ton of assists, which is really nice. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like one of the things that the Kings did past couple years especially when you know fox was really their only option is they just played a lot of isolation ball and now because you have a starting five who at any point anybody can shoot because honestly sabonis can shoot can uh hit a three from time to time um they're just they're creating so many good shots for each other it's just been really fun to watch
1: yeah i mean to touch on that too think about the demarcus led kings right that was zero ball movement because Throw it down to Marcus, and that's probably your best bet to score. Yeah, and it worked nine times out of ten, right? Um, I think another thing too is think about who the forwards are of this team. Do you have a? Is there a more unselfish group of forwards than Sabonis, Barnes, and Keegan Murray? I really don't think any of those yeah. guys care if they score fifteen points.
0: No.
1: right. Like they're just going to do what is necessary to break down that defense and you got great i think the assist totals are um shows how effective this team is at shooting really catch and shoot shooting with we talked about herder monk uh david mitchell's shooting's gone up mm-hmm. shebezi's hitting a couple um uh, he's but been he's been in.
0: nice too he's been a nice addition as well yeah i
1: buy rashawn holmes shebezi met yeah. can play He's playing aggressive with those dunks, and he's bringing energy. Um, Really the thing that Rashawn Holmes was supposed to do. But Murray, and his ability to play this well this early, I think is just – yeah, it's just gravy for this. the icing on the cake for this team because they probably weren't expecting it to be this quick for him, and they're not even drawing anything up.
0: No, he's just finding shots. And it helps when you have a center who's a great passer and a point guard who draws so much attention that you can just kick out and just give him wide-open shots. And I got to give Sabonis credit because he got up to a bit of a rocky start, at least to the season. But, I mean, so far, I think he's had a double-double in, like, 75% of the games. So far, mm. right now, he's averaging 17-11-6. And, and for Sabonis, I think, I think that's a great – I mean, I don't know what people – I don't know what everybody's individual idea of a center, um, is, but for me personally, I would want a center who was getting about 20 points a game, 10 rebounds and around five assists. Like having a center who is a great distributor is such an added bonus to your team. Mm -hmm. I E Nikola Jokic, um, When you have a center who's so multidimensional like that, it just opens up so much more for your team. And the Kings have been lacking a really, really solid center for pretty much since DeMarcus. Um, And the fact that they have Sabonis now, um, it's just outstanding. I know losing – I'm blanking on his name now, and I feel bad. Halliburton. I know losing Halliburton Hurt. And he was a fan favorite, but with who we got in return, I especially especially now hindsight being twenty twenty with the players that they acquired, that was the right deal. It was one hundred percent the right yeah, deal. Yeah, the players. And they I got, was I got was. got rid of too. Yeah, and I was I was happy when because I remember I was at work and my dad texted me, and he said that we had gotten some bonus, and I I was I like stopped and went really? (laughs) And I was like, cause that was one of the biggest signings that they've had in a long time. And he's not somebody who, if you don't really watch the NBA, you, you may, may not uh, be on your radar, but if you watch the NBA, you would have known that Sabonis is, was an all-star and is a very solid player. So he has been outstanding um, this season so far.
1: Yeah. And I think to wrap it up, man, it's going to be tough for this Kings team. To make the playoffs, they're gonna have to play at this level the rest of the year.
0: they yeah, they're gonna have to fight. They're really they can't gonna have, have to fight.
1: Any lulls, with how deep each conference is, really?
0: Yeah, because I mean, honestly, you'd think that at some point the Timberwolves are gonna get it together, right? I mean, with Towns, Gobert, Edwards, and Russell, you'd think that eventually that's gonna that's gonna turn around. They're sitting at um, six and eight right now. The Spurs, probably not. Um, I don't think you're going to expect anything super crazy from them. Um, so right now, I think the teams that obviously you want to keep keep an eye on are going to be the Warriors. I can't I can't sit here and think that they're going to stay below 500 for long. Um, you just have a rough start to the season. The Pelicans, um, they're going to be a team that you're going to be fighting with. Um, but, I mean, like right now, you look at all of the teams, I mean, you look at all the teams in front of them: the Pelicans, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Suns, Grizzlies, Jazz, Nuggets, Blazers. I don't think the Kings right now are per se better than any of those teams. Um, than the
1: Jazz, right? <laughs> they get they can um, be better than the Jazz.
0: The Jazz are ten and five. <laughs> um, no, I
1: totally get it. They're they have a hot start, but I think they can be better than the Jazz.
0: Here's the thing: I think I here. Well, here's what I'll say about the Kings right now. I think they can beat any of those teams. I don't necessarily think that they're better than any of those teams, but I think if you're a Kings fan, you can walk into each game and go, all right, I think we got a shot. And that was not something that you could do. Um, I mean, as recent as 365 days ago. (laughs) So.
1: Hey, you know what? Um, So I was watching, I was on a flight right during this game. So I didn't get to watch it live. Watching the highlights, I was so confused every time the Warriors did something and the gold, golden one like cheered like it was Chase oh, yeah. Center. It made me it made me so mad. Yeah. Get those effing Golden State Warrior fans out of Sacramento.
0: Go back to the Bay Area. I know.
1: Light that beam. Yeah. Light that beam on their on their head. Light
0: that beam. Light that beam. So, good. so thanks, good. Thanks for
1: supporting the Kings. Thanks for supporting the city.
0: Absolutely. Sacramento oh, deserves it. Get Sacramento that game deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, so their next game is going to be against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that's going to be... Brooklyn is coming to town. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting game. Certainly not going to be easy. Uh, Brooklyn right now is... <laughs> they're 6-8. and eight. Um, So they got the same amount of Are you coming as, back? Uh, I don't know. I do not know. Uh, well, actually, I, I, actually, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> it says Kyrie Irving will not return for Brooklyn Nets game against Sacramento. So, should I get a
1: Kyrie jersey? If I get a Kyrie jersey, would that kick him out of the league?
0: will leave immediately. Yes. You know what? The curse. Yeah, that's right. You got to use it. That's. See, you just you just figured it out. You should have been mm-hmm. using it for evil. For... So I'm gonna get
1: a Deshaun Watson jersey yep that's got to be ordered today yep a Kyrie jersey has to be in the mail
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then we'll think of some other stuff
0: yeah I mean context for everybody Sam the past like let's say every jersey that he's ordered, every jersey
1: <laughs> every jersey the they main. own except for jimmy g still holding strong except
0: for jimmy g every jersey that he bought for the sacramento kings within like the next year that player was gone <laughs> um so i mean you figured it out right it's you you had to you had to be using it for evil this whole time and not not on your own team so
1: <laughs> yeah i kind of feel like it's my fault that the kings have been this bad
0: yeah i, don't, I mean that's tough that's really tough I mean, you could get a Halliburton jersey, and they'd probably wake up and be like, we shouldn't have traded for them. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. (laughs) All right. All right. So that'll wrap up our our basketball talk um, for today. Um, Go Kings. Light the beam. And uh, I will actually be at the game on Thursday which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, awesome. So they're going, they going to be playing against the Spurs. The Kings are in the midst right now of a four-game homestand. Uh, so they have the Warriors, the Nets, the Spurs, and the Pistons. So all happy, I'm saying is – Happy birthday, so, Jason. Oh, yeah, thank you. Birthday is uh, going to be on Friday. So very, yeah, very excited about that. All right. Also very excited about talking about the NFL. So let's get to some NFL talk. Um, week 9? Or was it week 10? I think it was was week 10 that just concluded. Uh, So we are filming right now Monday night. So we actually have the privilege of being able to talk about the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. And the Monday night game is particularly uh, important. So let's go through the week and the scores real quick and uh, some of the outcomes of week 10. So Panthers beat the Falcons all the way back on Thursday, 25-15. Buccaneers in Germany beat the Seahawks 21-16. If you have not seen highlights from that game, and I'm not talking about the actual in-game stuff. I'm talking about the fans <laughs> and just everything that was going on in the stadium. What an outstanding place to play football. That just seemed like for the Bucks and for the Seahawks. I know that you obviously go there to win the game, but to play in front of a stadium that big with fans that were just as into it as they were, that was super fun. And I, I think the NFL is going to book as many games as they can in Germany. Um Uh, of the next coming uh well through the upcoming season so moving on bears lose to the lions 30 to 31 dolphins beat the browns 39 to 17 titans beat the broncos 17 to 10 vikings and the bills played the freaking game of the year 33 to 30 vikings win giants beat the texans don't look now but the giants are seven and two seven and two right now um, Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27-17. Steelers over the Saints 20-10. The Colts played a JV team uh, 25-20. And no, it's, the,
1: it's LV, not JV.
0: No, LV, sorry. Right. Losing Vegas. Um, yeah. Cardinals over the Rams 27-17. Uh, Packers beat the Cowboys 31-28. Niners over the Chargers 22-16. And then down go the Eagles. About 30 minutes ago, Eagles lose to the Commanders. 30- well, the yeah. <laughs> <32 to laughs> 21 Yep. 32-21. So, before we do our sort of mid-season awards here, you got any thoughts, reactions coming out of Week 10?
1: Yeah. Minnesota-Buffalo watched the entirety of that game. Uh, probably had two games within there where Buffalo blew out Minnesota and Minnesota somehow came back, and yeah. I've never seen a game end the way that game did.
0: <laughs> it was <laughs> I mean, pretty miraculous.
1: <laughs> it was every it went against everything you expected to happen.
0: So talking about this game, we obviously have to talk about the the catch and the Justin Jefferson catch. And I have to ask, and we talked about it briefly, is that the yeah. best catch you've ever seen?
1: So f- for me, Odell's is up there. Uh, we've talked about the Julio Jones catch in the Super Bowl when he plucks that thing from five yards out of bounds and somehow lands inbounds. Um, this, I think, was probably the greatest catch I've ever seen.
0: I think so, too. And I think context matters a lot um, just in terms of it was fourth and 18. It wasn't a play that they – that was just like a fluke in terms of they could go at it again after that. Like that was the game for them. They absolutely had to have it. So yeah. I think him and Odell are kind of doing the same motion a little bit. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very similar, probably as similar as you could get um, from two plays. Um, the fact that I don't know what the Bills DB's name was, but the fact uh, that Kim that guy Lewis. was Lewis. yeah, So he had two hands on the ball. And the fact that Jefferson was able to, as he's inverted, mind you, pull it away from him, still maintain it once he freaking lands on like his head. I, the greatest play, the greatest single play I think I've ever seen came from a college game. And that was, it was an interception where a DB, the ball was being thrown kind of out of bounds. The DV DB, DB jumped. Out of bounds, caught it, and then while he was still in midair, threw it back to his teammate, and they got it. And that was the interception. To me, that's like my favorite football play of all time. This I would put up there with one of the best plays I've seen ever, just in terms of context and how difficult that was. That was that'll be easily the catch of the year, and that should go down as one of the best catches in NFL history. I. I would I would challenge somebody to find a catch that is just better than that on all different levels.
1: Yeah, I mean watching that, it was like Kirk, what are you doing? Where are you <laughs> yeah. throwing this ball? And then Justin Jefferson comes out between like three guys with one hand, yeah, yeah. steals it, wave room, and then for them not to be stopped on fourth and one. And you're like, as a Bills fan, yeah. We did it. We won this game. And then five minutes later, boom! <laughs> <Humble>. <laughs> Somehow Minnesota scored. They didn't even get the ball back to potentially kick a field goal. They scored and they're winning.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I. That's like the the meme last year from Mahomes, right? F it, Tyreek's down there. The same thing with Jefferson now. It's it. He's down there somewhere. Throw it He
1: had an amazing fourth quarter.
0: I mean, 10 catches, 193 yards, one touchdown. He was averaging almost 20 yards of play.
1: Yeah, he was limited. They talked about it a lot. He was limited to, like, one catch for 19 yards going in to the three-minute mark in the fourth. And then boom, 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 boom. That whole drive was just Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson.
0: If Kirk Cousins can play mistake-free football – he doesn't have to be. I don't think he has to be the best quarterback in the league. But if he can play mistake-free football, which he did not do against the Bills, he threw two interceptions and they still won. Minnesota is going to be really hard to beat. I mean, at least because I, I mean you're looking at the you're looking at the NFC right now, and I believe after the Eagles losing. I don't know. I actually don't know at this moment in time who has who would be the number one seed.
1: Eagles. They beat they beat would Minnesota still, straight up.
0: Oh, they played. Okay, yeah. Then okay, so the Eagles would still be number one. Obviously. Okay, mm-hmm. based off that. Then. Um. But. I mean.
1: I take Philly. Still. You
0: keep you keep sitting here waiting for the Vikings to lose, right? Every it's like, dude, they're gonna lose eventually, right? They keep winning these close games, and they just haven't. Maybe they won't. <laughs> I mean, it maybe that's just the way that they're going to be living this season. Um, so, I, I don't know. They're going like to be 16-1. If, if Kirk can play mistake-free football, they're going to be really, really tough to beat, especially if they get the one seed.
1: Yeah, t- credit to Kirk Cousins. That throw to put them within the red zone, where he threw mm-hmm. it in double coverage right on the back shoulder of um, Jefferson – right behind the DB in front of the other DB. That ball had to be in that spot or else it's not a completion. And it was perfect.
0: He made some outstanding throws that game, like top tier throws. And then he just makes some throws. you are like Kirk. And um, Josh,
1: Josh Allen made some throws that you're like, same thing. You he, yeah, at? Patrick and, Peterson had himself like game. He's had a, he's had like a, a resurgence type of season.
0: Also, can we talk about Josh Allen trying to run and make a tackle, leading with his bad elbow? And I lost my shit when he did that. I was like, "You cannot, you cannot do that." I understand trying to maybe go make a tackle, the guy but was you down. cannot. He was down, and he's <laughs> leading with his elbow. I was just terrible, terrible he's outstanding he is outstanding like top three quarterback in the league but you can't do that you cannot
1: I, do that <laughs> i still don't get why he threw that ball um, yeah the team. final
0: play was tough to it's tough to see kind of what he saw it's easy for us to obviously say right now hindsight like hey he, sh- he shouldn't have thrown that but it, it is interesting for him being As amazing of a player as he is, to yeah, it was that was an interesting choice.
1: I get it. I mean, you can talk about it probably better than I. But I'm sure he saw that Davis had the step, and then it just took a little bit for him to then commit to making that throw. And by the time he committed to making that throw, that that window closed was super. There was like I think three Vikings guys between that ball and Gabe Davis
0: yeah I mean as I mean as a quarterback and it's one of the things that you kind of learn when you when you play the position and I did for a little while and it's just those double pump because he pumped that first like he saw something hesitated and then it seemed like he still tried to do it after I mean after you make that pump whatever's telling you not to throw it probably should just listen to it at that point you know it's just I mean rule of thumb kind of if you're not I know sometimes you have to make some risky throws in order to get what you want but like yeah that little hesitation it's just because it was funny because I'm sitting there and I'm watching this game because I played QB and DB so as a quarterback you can't double pump because as a DB you see it and go I know where you're looking now um, and you should be watching the quarterback's eyes anyway. But if you can see that he's zeroing in on your guy, it's like, well, now you know that, like, not, not only do you, especially if your DB's, especially if your wide receiver's a little bit behind you, it's like, okay, now I know exactly where he is and I know what you're thinking. So, yeah. It's, it was an interesting, interesting play call. Um,
1: it was Josh, go make a play. That's what that play call was.
0: That's really their offense, though, But they right? had, they were in field goal range
1: with. I know time was going down. They could have kicked a field goal, got the tie. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But um, Bills are third in their division right now. It, it's no longer. It's no longer Buffalo and everybody else. It's Buffalo seems to be a part of everybody else right now. Um, yeah,
1: guess who's on top. We'll talk about we'll talk about that team
0: a little bit. Miami. Um, All right. So I don't really want to talk about the Raiders. They're not really. We don't have to. Not really. They're not really. uh, um, The only thing really that I'll say is Josh McDaniels is having the opposite effect that Mike Brown is having right (laughs) now, Um, and you can see it. You can see it in the players. Derek was. in tears after that game. I don't know if anybody saw the post game with him at the stand answering questions. Um, It's just, yeah, it's, it's so drastic to me to have a team that made the playoffs last year and was playing so well to add talent and then to be two and seven, the biggest change was the coaching staff. So I, it's hard to know because we're not in the locker room, but it just, I mean, Occam's razor just, Sometimes it just kind of seems like the only thing you can point out right now is, is the coaching staff. Um, I will say this though. If the Raiders were going to lose to any team that week, losing to Jeff Saturday, I know I know that it's one of those things where people are going to look at it and go, you know, he's got no coaching experience, blah, 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 blah.
1: blah, blah. He doesn't. That, he doesn't. That's a very valid.
0: It's a very valid point. That's like Jeff Saturday.
1: you and I going and being the head coach. of the Well, military. it's not
0: because Jeff Saturday is probably going to go to the hall of fame, but he, he, I don't, I don't know if anybody listens to get up, um, in the morning uh, on ESPN, Jeff Saturday is one of the, is one of my favorite listens to when, just in terms of him talking about football, he just seems like the absolute most genuine human being on the planet. And everybody who talks about Jeff, seems to absolutely adore him as a person. So I'm happy that Jeff got a win in his first game. I, I'm mad that it was against the Raiders, but I so desperately want Jeff to do well in Indianapolis. Um, so I'm happy that he got the win. I'm sad it was against the Raiders, but, you know, Jeff, I'm going to be rooting for not the Colts, but I'm going to be rooting for Jeff in like every game going forward. Um, so good on them, um, yeah. I, I just
1: wish uh, I just wish Jim Mersey was hiring at any place I was interviewing for because no experience needed. I love that.
0: Love Woo-wee! that. Love that. Um, let's uh, before we do our midseason awards, I'll just uh, give a quick shout out to your 49ers uh, beating the Chargers. Man, I really thought you guys were going to win that game by more. Um,
1: oh but, yeah, just uh, poo-poo, poo-poo the win.
0: I know, because I, I, I feel like you guys are that much better than the Chargers. And I, I think the Chargers they had, had
1: a really good game plan.
0: Yeah, well, they didn't execute it very well. They had 238 <laughs> yards. To, um, Justin Herbert only threw for uh, 196 yards. Uh, they, they only ran for 51 yards <laughs> um, that entire game. Well,
1: so. um, they had a lot of short fields because of uh, IU fumble um, a really bad a pump block right so that's going to skew their yardage total pretty poorly um, they just could not put the ball in the end zone missing yeah. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams that's a tough ass huge um, and yeah the Niners I think Jimmy actually played really well yesterday
0: yeah he doesn't have to he doesn't have to be Superman I uh, will tell you what right now there's a team in each conference that nobody's really going to want to see and they play very similarly. It's going to be, if the Titans make the playoffs and the 49ers make the playoffs. I well, just, just in terms of, the, again, the That's way that like nope. having, having Miami, no.
1: Miami is Look, that
0: team. I'm not what I, I'm not saying that the Titans are the best team in the AFC. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, they can ugly up games just like the 49ers can, and just pound you with their running game, uh, and that just wears you down over time. Um, so it's—I couldn't think of a more boring Super Bowl right now than the Titans and the Forty ers um, Could you honestly, honestly? I say we just—I I, uh,
1: I just say we put Vrabel and Kittle in a ring and let them go <laughs> to town. That should be the Super Bowl right there.
0: But like, legitimately. I'm, it's not a necessarily a knock on both of those two teams because oh, it's huge watching night. watching Derek Henry run and watching Christian McCaffrey run is an art. But I think if you were to do a poll of NFL fans, that would have to be the most, the least. No, I, think the Niners are,
1: I think the Niners are box office.
0: I think they can be, yeah. Uh, but they're not like the Dolphins. They're not like the Chiefs um in that regard and i'm just talking about legitimate teams that could make in the super bowl so
1: i think the box office
0: whatever uh, all right let's do our mid-season awards so we haven't done mm. this before um we are going to obviously it's very self-explanatory we're going to pick our mid-season mvp Offensive Player of the year defensive Player of the year comeback Player of the year and coach of the year uh so sam i will start with you uh whichever award you want to start with i will uh Go uh go off of that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with
1: the easy one. Uh, Coach of the year, I think you got to give it to Sirianni. The job he's done, even though they lost tonight, uh, that team took a huge step forward. They were nine and no, ten and seven last year, and now they're they've almost matched that win total through ten weeks, and that's just incredible. The uh, leap that Jalen Hurts has taken. Uh, this roster overall is has been it's been dominant really
0: yeah I wouldn't have any uh wouldn't have any I, I don't think that if if Sirianni wins anybody's going to bat an eye at that um it's not actually who I would choose at the moment right now the only other person oh. there's one other person that I think is definitely uh deserving of it and is a mystery Brian, Brian Dable uh in New York Ooh. um yeah. with with the Giants being four and 13 last year and talks about are they gonna keep saquon is he gonna be the same what's going on with Daniel Jones yada 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 the fact that they are seven and two with a roster that I don't think top to bottom makes anybody go wow <laughs> um <laughs> I I uh, the fact that they're seven and two and at this point I mean you have to say that they're gonna make it to the playoffs I Unless they have a catastrophic failure, um, which going – which the rest of the way, if you look at their schedule, it's not overly intimidating uh, with the teams that they have to play. Uh, They play the Lions. um, That should be a win. The Cowboys, I think they could play the Cowboys really tough. Um, The Commanders, who knows? I mean, the Commanders just beat the Eagles. They obviously (laughs) have to play their division. Um, They get Minnesota. That'll be tough, uh, but then they get the Colts. Um, so let's just say they split all of their division. They could go 500 for the rest of the year, and yeah, they'd make the playoffs for sure. Um, so the fact that Brian Dayball has got the Giants at seven and two, I think he would get my vote right now. Although if Sirianni won, I mean, I, there's I I couldn't really argue with that. So yeah, there's a Dayball lot of for coach of the year.
1: That's that's a tough one because you have. Um, Guy in Minnesota, blanking on his name. Um, uh, Mike
0: Mike um, Daniels, Mike Daniels, I believe is his name.
1: Mike McDaniel's for Miami, I think is another one. Um, gosh, who was the other guy?
0: Yeah, Mike. Go- Robert Sala. Robert Sala, absolutely, the absolutely. Uh, you got on, anybody? Uh, Frank Reich. Um, oh, no. Um, new guy, uh, new coach in Minnesota. What is his name? Uh, I just said that. Oh, you did? Okay. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, I was trying to get back to Mike McDaniel's name. Yeah. Minnesota's head coach. Yeah, definitely.
1: Can't remember what his name is.
0: Uh, I got you. Uh, he's uh,
1: got a lot of places that have, have brand new head coaches uh, that have improved immensely right i mean you got just speaking of uh, josh mcdaniels in vegas they've taken another level and he should definitely get considerations this year kevin
0: o'connell kevin o'connell kevin yep
1: O'Connell. there
0: we are. there we go yeah uh, a lot of a lot of good candidates this year um, all right i'll do i'll move to comeback player of the year i think it's i i mean i think it's relative relatively I, it's got to be genius Smith, right. I mean, yep. Geno yep. Smith is playing like a top five quarterback in the league right now. He's been absolutely amazing um, for you, Seattle. You could say and he's
1: offensive player of the year.
0: You, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about what Seattle thought they were going to be. Um, maybe, actually, maybe they didn't think they were going to be worse than this. Maybe they knew that Geno Smith, maybe they were ahead of the curve and they, uh, um, and they knew something that everybody else did it. But Gino Smith has been absolutely amazing this year, and I don't think right now there's anybody who you could argue against Gino Smith being the comeback player of the year. And I'm not saying there aren't people who aren't having good enough seasons to be considered. I'm saying that Gino has been playing so well that I don't think it's close.
1: No, I totally agree. He's, he's the guy that I went for. Um, you never. I don't think anyone could point to someone that started their career 10 years ago and is now like reaching that potential of where they were, where there was like no, like no glimmer of what this could have been, right? And then he just comes Mm -hmm. out of nowhere.
0: Greeny because he obviously, Geno Smith was a, a Jet for a while, and Green is a huge Jets fan. He made a joke about it a couple of weeks ago. He was saying the two most memorable things that Geno Smith had in his career was one, being punched by his teammate in the locker room, and then being the guy who broke Eli Manning's start streak. Now, it wasn't Geno's fault. It was the head coach's fault who got fired the week after for doing that. Uh, but Geno was the guy who started over Eli and broke Eli's streak, so those were the two most Like biggest things of his career, Um, so absolutely, Geno Smith is got to be the comeback player of the year.
1: Yeah, in hindsight, that Giants coach probably deserves an apology because he was like, "Man, I just believe in (laughs) Geno."
0: I just believe in (laughs) Geno. All right, which one do you want to go to next?
1: Uh, Defense Player of the Year. I think we have we both have Parsons there. Um, I think this has the potential because of how other teams are playing him and giving him so much attention. I think it leaves the door open for some other guys.
0: Matthew Judon right now leads the NFL in sacks. He's at like 11 or 11 and a half. Yeah. Um, Sauce Gardner is going to win rookie of a uh, defensive rookie of the year, but you're going to have a conversation with him being the defensive player of the year. That guy has been absolutely lights out for the jets. Um, Nick Bosa is having a great year. He's second in sacks. Um, I don't know how many sacks Aaron Donald has actually off the top of my head. No, um,
1: no way you could give Aaron Donald. I don't think you can.
0: I don't think you can. He's just always somebody who comes to mind when you're thinking of... Uh, he's only got five sacks. Um, God, he's, he's trash. What an absolute...
1: Straight <laughs> up to the Raiders. His career is practically over.
0: Max Crosby over that guy any day. Um, yeah, how's Max doing? Uh, Max, I think he's got like five. I think he also has five. Oh, so he sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I love watching Max play. He's like the most fun player to watch on defense. <laughs> he just never stops running. Do you, um like
1: cover the other eye so you don't see every other player on the field. You're just every other match? player, is
0: just just Max, yeah. Just Gosh, just that must Max. have been
1: a great play.
0: Man, um, oh 50. How did the other team score? Yeah. Well, Max, Max did great. so well in that play. <laughs> um and then Colton Miller, gotta give Colton Miller a shout-out. Oh yeah, uh, guy. Always, always, always solid. Um, yeah, so probably Micah Parsons right now, just in terms of, I mean, he may, he's not gonna win the sack title, I don't think. Um, Dudon's probably gonna get that. He could, um, but just all of the different ways that parsons is used as an edge rusher or a linebacker or in coverage like you could just put him literally anywhere and he'll he'll make something happen so um a flip. yeah i think I think you got to give it to him uh, right now Um uh, offensive player of the year a lot of good options but uh yeah. i think it's got to be tyreek i think it's got to be Tyreke. yes um i think it has to be tyreek hill when you think about the questions that everybody had about Tua, I think, are solely gone because of Tyreek Hill.
1: Yeah, he honestly should get MVP votes with yeah. the job that he's doing. Yeah. I, the, the guy is, do we all remember what Cooper Cup did last year? Mm-hmm. All right. Think about that, right? And how insane that was. He's on pace to have a better year than Cooper Cup did last year. And is is there a Stafford. better
0: wide receiver in the league right now, you think?
1: Right now, no. So Justin ah, Jefferson. It's tough. It's tough. Justin Jefferson is up there. Yes. Stefan Diggs, what he does, yes. Um, mm. I think Cup, still, the fact that he's able to get 15 catches a night, even though everyone knows that ball is going to him, is incredible. Um, can't – so. You can't discount what Jamar Chase does either, but I think yep. Tyreek, with what he's doing, especially with, I think you got to give it to him too, the production he had when Tua was out. Mm-hmm. Right? They were down to Teddy Bridgewater, their third string QB, and he still was putting up numbers.
0: So I have uh, what he's projected to finish the season with right now. And the projections have him finishing with 138 catches. And 1,952 yards,
1: Ooh,
0: which 1,900 1,952 yards tells you that that's basically 2,000 yards. And if he can get to 2,000 yards, I mean, think about it in terms of a 17 game season. Yeah. 50 yards you just add 10 yards to whatever the projected number is at the end of each. Like, it's it's not inconceivable for him to reach 2,000 yards this season. Yeah. Um, so I think it's got to be Tyreek.
1: He yeah. was on pace to beat it by week 16 to have over 2,000 yards. I think this last week, he, uh, he only got to like 60-something.
0: If we're going to give love to somebody else, I think the only other person that would have a seat at the table and a claim to votes would be Saquon Barkley. Um and a dude had 35 carries in the win against Houston, 152 yards and a touchdown. He is, he is their offense in the way that Tyreek is for Minnesota, Minnesota Miami. Um, so
1: a different a different question would who would you rather give comeback play of the year two, Saquon or Gino?
0: Oh sure. That's a good question. <laughs>
1: um, I don't think you can give it to because hasn't Saquon won it
0: already? Um, let me backtrack that real quick check
1: it, check um,
0: it doesn't say oh. that he has um at least everything that i'm seeing right now is just talking about this year um and so i, I mean i'll i'll look okay no i have it right here yeah um this is so. Twenty twenty one was Joe Burrow. Twenty twenty was Alex Smith. Twenty nineteen was Ryan Tannehill. Twenty seventeen was Andrew Luck. No, he has not won it.
1: Wow, what a quarterback award!
0: Yeah, the last um, first last one to win it was Keenan Allen. Twenty seventeen, uh, Jordy Nelson. Twenty sixteen, Eric Berry was a safety in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski, and then Philip Rivers in twenty thirteen. So that's a good point. I hadn't thought about Saquon. Um, uh, he'll have a seat at the table for both of those wards for sure. For sure. They All got right, his name on MVP? there on the seat. Yeah, it's the
1: incredible. Yeah. Who's uh who's your MVP? All right, kind of a cop out. Um, I think it's Mahomes. Uh, He's leading in every major statistical category. His team is playing out of its mind without Tyreek Hill. But if Tua continues to ball out like what he's doing, I think he should win it. I'm
0: gonna see. Um, I'm gonna see who the uh, odds-on favorite is right now, because I I think it's Mahomes. Um, It
1: should be. He's having his best. Probably his best year without Tyreek Hill.
0: Oh, this article that I am reading right now. I don't know when it was updated. So I have to say that. At least this one. Okay, so this is from NBC. Uh, this was three days ago. Um, okay, so I, yeah, I can give you the list right now. Um, two is fifth. Two is fifth right now. So Mahomes is one. Hertz is two. Allen is three. And Allen was three. So this was three days ago. So this was before their loss. Lamar is four. And then Tua is five. <laughs> Gino is seventh. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that. He should be higher. Look at that. Tyreek is all the way down. He's 10th, it looks like. That's nice. Which he's below Kirk Cousins. That's BS. He's below Justin Herbert. That's BS. I was, very
1: conv- I was very conflicted last night because I wanted Herbert to play well, but I also <laughs> wanted the Niners to win. It was, right. it, was, it was not
0: a good spot for me. Right. Um, all right. So I I am on record saying that my long shot pick at the beginning of the season for MVP was gonna be Jalen Hurts. Um so I want to say that it's going to be Jalen, but I don't – and I think if he loses the award, I don't think it's going to be because he did anything to lose it. I think it's going to be because Patrick took it from him. Um, And I think right now he's taken it from him, at least as of right now. Um, I don't think it's by a lot. I don't think it's by a lot, Um, but – I do think that yeah as of right now, Patrick Mahomes is the midseason MVP and then uh, right up on his heels Justin Fields coming up <laughs> yeah,
1: he's making a sneaky He's right. making a late run.
0: I'm telling um, you if he if he plays the same if he if he just continues to ascend, I think he'll at least maybe be in the top five for odds maybe he won't win, I don't think um, yeah I don't know man I
1: it, it's looking like Mahomes is doubling up Jalen hurts. In pretty much everything, touchdowns, yards, Mm -hmm. yards per game, like the dudes just dunking on Jalen.
0: It'll be it'll be tough, I think, for somebody to take it from uh, from Holmes. All right, let's finish this off with our picks for Week 11. So, I actually, uh, do you know who won last week? No. Um. I do not have the list up in front of us.
1: Oh, um, oh shoot! You picked you picked the Raiders.
0: Uh, I did pick the Raiders. I always I pick messed
1: the Raiders. Um, who won between Pittsburgh and New Orleans? Uh, Pittsburgh. I won.
0: Okay, so Sam wins week ten. So I think that puts that puts you closer to me. I think I had the lead, but I think that puts you inside. Three, three. Yep, three-three. All right, three-three going into week eleven. So let's make our picks and we'll close out this episode. Thursday night game, Packers, Titans in Lambeau Field. Look at the Titans. Um, that's tough. That is really tough.
1: I don't know what Packers team showed up on Sunday. I don't know
0: where that thing came from. <laughs> um I'm telling. If, so if the if the Packers that played against the Cowboys show up against the Titans, they win that game. But at least so far, there's no reason to believe that that's going to happen. So until it becomes consistent, I think you got to take the Titans. Um, so I'll go with the Titans as well. Bears Falcons. Um, <laughs> that's an interesting game. Actually, it's that's, a very interesting game.
1: Those those are two beloved teams of the show.
0: Right now, yeah. Um, I I'm gonna t- <laughs> I'm gonna
1: take the Bears. <laughs> Just to make yeah. it easy for you.
0: Yeah, well, the thing was is I was going to take the Bears. <laughs> um, so Jenna should give us both pats on the back. Uh, we'll go Bears. We'll go Bears. Uh, Eagles, Colts, uh, I'll take the Eagles.
1: Yeah, the Saturday train is going to enter the station here.
0: Um, Jets, Patriots. Jets revenge game against Patriots? Question mark. It's in Foxborough.
1: Um, I'm going to stay with the Patriots.
0: So the Jets are the better team. Yep. Jets top to bottom are the better team.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, with that being said, I think because they're at home, I think I'm still going to pick the Patriots. And I think that has less to do with, that has more to do with Bill being able to game plan for Zach Wilson. Than anything mm-hmm. else, um, yeah. so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Patriots. Until they beat them, I think it's hard to pick against pick the Jets against the Patriots. Uh, Commanders, Texans. I'll take the Commanders.
1: Tough game. Yeah, give me the Commanders.
0: Five and five now.
1: I don't I even know who's playing quarterback for Houston. I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: Davis Mills. Um, still is. Yeah. Uh, Rams. Yeah, and that... Saints i will have I to know. let you know that cooper cup is expected to miss this game
1: and stafford is out
0: i don't know if he's coming back but
1: even i don't think it matters give me the saints
0: yeah i, I, agree. I agree that
1: saints are not a good pick no they're not <laughs> <laughs> As a um, bills
0: game. bills browns
1: yeah give, give me the bills
0: yep and then i'll take the ravens over the panthers yep I expect the Lions to make it a game against the Giants, but uh, I'll take the Giants to win.
1: Man, if this was in Detroit, I will take Detroit.
0: So the Detroit's on a two game. I don't think that that's an outrageous pick. I really don't. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, obviously, I'm picking the Raiders.
1: uh, No way. Heck, I'm picking the Broncos.
0: (laughs) right <laughs> right, they're just so they're weird. They feel worse than the Raiders, and yet they have another they have a, 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 a three wins.
1: They need um, to be looked at for taking. It seems like they're actively trying to lose.
0: it's It's really strange. Uh, um, Cowboys Vikings. great game. Be- best game on the schedule is, uh, next week.
1: Um, giving the Cowboys.
0: I'll take Minnesota at home. I will take Minnesota at home. Uh, I have been hesitant to pick them, but you know, being at home, Cowboys just lost. I think Vikings are gonna have momentum. I'll take the Vikings. Uh, the Steelers, Bengals.
1: Give me the Bengals off of bye. I, I don't agree. think Jamar Chase is gonna be back. I think T.J. Watt's gonna be back. Or no, the he didn't... played.
0: Cincinnati. Yeah, they just played the Panthers recently. Um, yeah, I'll take the Bengals as well. Chiefs Chargers. It's
1: a tough one. Um, I was just going to look to see if Keenan over Michael. I'm just coming back.
0: Uh, the Chiefs open up as a six and a half point favorite right now. Ooh. I will take the Chiefs, regardless of who's
1: playing. Oh, regardless. Hey, I will say though. Khalil Mack, he looks pretty dang
0: good. He's a beast. An Absolute monster. What you got?
1: Can we come back to this one?
0: Sure. And we'll finish <laughs> with um, – we're playing with the 40th playing. We're uh, picking the 49ers I'm assuming over the Cardinals, yeah? Yeah. Alright. So that back to the that Chargers. That didn't, that didn't buy
1: me <laughs> any time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick the Chargers.
0: Alright, well then we're at three. So you got oh. the Chargers. That you hurts. got the Chargers. You have the Cowboys, I have the Vikings, and then you have the Lions, and I have the Giants. Oh. So right now, I just want you to know, you have picked the Lions to beat the Giants and the Chargers yep. to beat the Chiefs.
1: And Dallas to beat Minnesota. Those all are right, all long shots. All
0: underdogs. All underdogs. So living on the yeah. edge right there. Yeah, you really
1: went out all alone.
0: I just picked, picked smart. You know? <laughs> 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 all right. <clears throat> Although I did pick the Raiders. So, But so did you. So Against Denver. The yeah, they should be favored. The Raiders did beat Denver I think I think they did I think I think that's one of their two wins <laughs> <laughs> the other one? hard to keep track of all these wins we just rattle them all <laughs> uh, alright well thank you all so much for sticking around for the end of the episode we really do appreciate it um, we hope you all have a fantastic week uh, for those of you in school enjoy your Thanksgiving break I know I certainly will um, have a wonderful week, and we will see you all in a couple of days. I might be alone for Thanksgiving. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Somber note in no. <laughs> <laughs>